I would like to start off this episode with a statement. And that statement is that no matter what the fuck I say, I will never apologize. Uh I don't care how ignorant or offensive it is. If there is one thing about me, I will double down. So this episode will never have anything to do with me because I will simply never apologize as a triple minority. Carry on. Okay, Donald Trump. (laughs) Uh Are there more women in the world than men? Okay, there are, but like... She said she was a triple minority. Uh All right, I also have a crazy fat ass. Like, how many people have that? Well, I do. That is true. (laughs) That is so true. So I'm the minority, (laughs) and I apologize for that. (laughs) But no, I I love... I'm actually actually really good at apologizing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I am. Congrats for fucking up a lot. (laughs) No, but sometimes I feel like I apologize for things I didn't even do, which is like, I think... A generational thing. I feel like that's a good thing I hear about all the time. Like, people like, we have, don't say sorry unless you like are really sorry, or like if you really feel like you did something. That's definitely a millennial thing. Yeah, I feel yeah. mm-hmm. that like every millennial I know, including men, um, apologize constantly for everything they're doing, but especially the women. I work with a lot of women at my job, and many of them are just constantly apologizing for simply existing. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of so many times we start with sorry, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Like you walk into a door or and like you're, you walk before the other person, you're like, oh, sorry, sorry. And it's like, what? I don't know. And then on the flip side, we have boomers who just fucking take a shit everywhere and then expect you to thank them for it. What the fuck did Gen Z do? I feel like they're like, Gen Z like does not give a shit. They just give you this look that makes you want to like fall into yourself. Like I know that I am on the cusp of a Gen Z and a millennial. Yeah. And Same. I like. <laughs> Paul is on the cusp of a of a Gen Zer too. You know what I mean? Like he's on the cusp of one. He's on a Gen Zer's cusp. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Maggie just texted saying, "So sorry about the had to, the movie I had to go to." Like even Maggie, she's apologizing for having to go to this movie Literally. instead of being <laughs> here to producer. do nothing but watch it. Not that's not true. We you know what I mean. Sorry, Maggie. Mind you, we literally like moved our thanks to Paul, today, who's so not even on this podcast. Fine. <laughs> Talk about yeah. a bitch who should be apologizing. Yeah. Paul said, fuck you guys. Well, anyway, you know when you log into Instagram or Twitter and see a post load from your favorite celebrity that's a bunch of texts on the notes app that it's about to go down? Today, we're talking the housecape of celebrity apologies. Every public figure has been through it from big to small and canceled to uncancelable. Sure, it's important to apologize after you do something dumb, but when it's not genuine or thought out, it's almost worse than what you're apologizing for. Like when DaBaby urged his audience members to put their phone lights up, except for those who were HIV positive or gay men who had sex in car parks. Whilst on stage, DaBaby also claimed falsely that HIV can kill an infected person in two or three weeks. He then took to Twitter and said, anybody who done ever been affected by AIDS or HIV, y'all got the right to be upset. The LGBT community, I ain't tripping on y'all. Do you, y'all business is y'all business. That was his apology and upset. So Andrew and Erica, as non-famous people who famously constantly say dumb shit and have to apologize, let's jump into the hellscape of the celebrity apology. So the person that inspired this episode, um, for those who are listening and might know, is Miranda Sings, also known as Colleen, um, for the millennials in the chat, um, and maybe some Gen Zers, I don't really know what her influence is to this day, but she was a YouTube personality that popped up during like the earlier time of YouTube when like things that weren't funny were like really popping off because she's just not funny. I like, I went back and watched old videos. I remember I was never a fan because I had, you know, taste and I... Like her whole stick was, I guess she was a musical theater kid. And then she, it was, I mean, brilliant in a way because it worked, but she like made videos on YouTube that were like, with this character, Miranda sings, Colleen herself actually can sing and is is talented. Miranda is obviously not. And she's supposed to be like the girls that she knew in high school or in college or something that were in her like drama programs that like were actually bad or something. I don't know. It was inspired by that. But long story short, the Miranda is problematic in herself in a way, I think. But Colleen was using her as a mask, it seems. But so a few weeks ago, it came out, basically going back 10 years, more than 10 years, um, it came out that Colleen was accused of misconduct and appropriate behavior by her former fans. Um, 
some of it being like sexual in a way to a lot of younger fans, especially her now. She's 36 now. And apparently this was still happening, like not only like 15 years ago, like to this day where she's like in like group chat with her fans on social media or whatnot, just being really inappropriate with younger people. So that's what started this whole thing. And then it came out, there was this video of her dancing as Beyonce during the single ladies era, doing the singles ladies dance, oh the black God. face on. And then it just kept piling on and piling on as it does and things like this happen. Um, but anyway, the point of talking about her right now is because she put out this apology and she did it on YouTube. And instead of speaking, really, she mainly wrote a song and apologized in the song. And the song was like very tongue in cheek. It was not sincere. It was very fucking weird. I think the song was called like Toxic Gossip Train. All aboard the Toxic Gossip Train. Chugging down the tracks of misinformation, the toxic gossip train. You got a one-way ticket to manipulation station. But it's Colleen as Colleen. It's not Miranda. She's as Colleen. Yes. Also, it, it was over 10 minutes yeah, long yeah. video. Like it was her like singing and then talking and then singing. It was just yeah, it was too much. She's she's known from what I've from what I've seen of her pop up over the years since when we were younger, like in the current years. Um She's very like, I mean, obviously she's sharing her life, but now she shares her more, more of her life as Colleen. And it's like her crying when she got divorced. And like, I just am not into the culture of like the crying on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube culture. Like that's not a talent, like do something else. But um, she should have cried during this video if she wanted to fucking cry at any moment. But she didn't. So she made the song. I listened to it. I forget what it was. But basically, she's not really taking much accountability. And then apparently the song popped up on streaming services, therefore showing that she's been not it. But they are yes. saying she she didn't do that. But like, I believe she did. Um, but because it came up under her copyright and whatever. But um so that brings me to the topic of obviously this episode at whole, which is going to be about celebrity apologies and how horrific they might be even worse than the actions that made them apologize in the first place. And this is a perfect prime example of making a mockery of it with a song. We are not being genuine and then trying to monotonize off of it. But on that topic, like what is your thoughts on like the monotonization, not monotonization, monetization of the apology? Miranda sings as somebody who I have seen on YouTube at different points. I've never subscribed to her. Some of her videos would go viral enough that they appear on the front page of YouTube. Not the front page, um, like it's the New York Times. It's, well, <laughs> <laughs> or Reddit. Um, it, but is she really, um, she's not somebody that I followed or really paid attention to, yeah. but she would like come up occasionally. So I really didn't think of her for a long time. And, and when this video came out and everyone was talking about it, I was like, who's this Colleen person? And I remember, Oh, Miranda sings. And, and she looks very different as Miranda sings because of like her hair and her intentionally yeah. terribly done makeup and like bad fashion sense. But she had almost 11 million subscribers, mm -hmm. 2.3 billion video views and was the 308th most subscribed YouTube channel. So she was, She's yeah. in the top of the top YouTubers and at one point was one of the very top YouTubers and to the point where she had an episode with Jerry Springer on comedians and cars getting coffee. Yeah. I mean, she, she herself outside of being Miranda has like had her own little career too. Like she's been on Broadway in the past five years. Like she's yeah. done a bunch of different things that's outside of Miranda. Um, but what I think the apology mm -hmm. should be for is for this fucking character. Like, apologize for bringing this person into my life because it is. And I can't. I went back and watched her like OG original videos. Like, they're not like I don't. I don't remember finding them funny then either. But people our age, I guess, found them funny yeah. because that's like or maybe a little younger. I don't know. But people, people, there was a following. But like, but nothing. It wasn't camp. It was so weird. It was just like that's what I don't get. I, I found them to be so annoying. But I remember those days of YouTube were kind of like that. I remember like shoes, which I mean is iconic, but it's if you really take it out of context. Was she in the shoes? A little shoes bit after era? that, I'd say. Like I was in high I was gonna I was say in she must school, have been after. High school, I feel yeah. like I always equate her to like one of those like sentient mustaches that people yes. draw on their fingers. Screaming. Like that Screaming. is it was very it's much that not era funny. of the internet. Not funny, okay? I'll say it. It's not. Well, that that era of YouTube too, like there was so many YouTubers that were just all based on being just insufferably yeah. annoying, like uh, Fred, the annoying orange. Oh my God. Like, the worst, like, I don't know. I mean, people talk about like the golden era of YouTube, but like a lot of it was trash. <laughs> That's what it was though. Do you guys remember what, what, what in the butt? I said, what, what in the butt? I said, I what, said what, what, what? Oh the, yeah. You want it in the butt? You want it in the butt? You want it in the butt? I put in my butt. Okay. My butt? okay. <laughs> when I played that recently for my friends, when, when can we get him on the podcast? We, we need to that bring would him be. Back. We should have had him on this episode. 
what's his name? Tazon? No, I don't think this man has a name. I mean, he has a name, but he's not. I don't think he did much. I think everyone has a name. Because once you do it in the bat, you don't do much else. <laughs> but that it was very much that era. But that was like, that's funny to me because it was like, it was not trying to be seriously funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, like it was the muffins yeah. and the shoes and the, all that, that era. But this girl, I mean, kudos to her because she made an incredible career for herself with it. And it was niche and it hit some sort of, I'm assuming it hit that like drama era, club people that like really related to this character. Um, but anyway, going back, I didn't find any of it pretty funny. And the character was supposed to be homeschooled. So I did so find a little bit oh. of humor in that because she, no, 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 because she was supposed to be socially yeah. awkward and like, she had way more confidence than, than she should have because she was terrible at things. But she would use that. And and then the, the thing is with the misconduct and the, the assault, not assault, but the like sexualization of fans that were younger, yeah. she would use Miranda to do that. Like there's videos of her on stage. Which I cannot believe just came out. Some of them not that long. They're like from 2018, 2019. Yeah. It's not that long ago, but still like it's four years ago. Like why have we not seen this till now? But she's like on stage with like younger kids, this boy like having to open, having to grab her crotch as Miranda, not as Colleen, but like just really weird shit. She used Miranda to do that. It's a shield. Well, and that's what I was like viscerally reacting to is oh, yeah, yeah. not you saying that, but like the fact that she was using this character. So, like if you look at her, like she is this. Oh, book the book is crazy. There's that's. Thing. It's. It is so foul. There was one about like farting or coming or your vagina, something that was like very. Yeah. Like there's like some things, there are some jokes that like we as adults are like, cool, but I'm, you know, I, I, that's the thing. I don't know who her fucking audience was. Like if you're an adult, it's like, why am I reading? How to guide by Miranda Sings, a self-help guide. Um, Yes. What's funny is she seems to be kind of a crossover because like we mentioned, like she started in there earlier period of youtube and is really targeted at like people our age but it seems like she had a lot of fans that were way younger so i don't know at what point because for me she fell off of like what i watch on youtube i thought she had a couple of viral videos and went away but she's had a massive audience of younger people which is also kind of interesting because it seems like she was preying on people who were like you know 14 15 16 17 and doing like really just manipulative stuff. I don't think we've talked about it yet, but like she had these text-based DM based Mm -hmm. relationships with some of these young fans of hers where when she was going through a divorce, she was kind of using that sympathy card to get attention from them. And she was even sending underwear to some of the young boys as a quote unquote joke, which is just so weird. It seems though with this, I mean, again, I'm not going to listen to it ever. I listen to half of it, but she, with the name itself, Toxic Gossip Train, I think the whole thing was like her basically being like blaming it on gossiping and the media and them taking it and moving and going forward with it, whatever, whatever. I don't think took any accountability for it. I think it's hilarious that she tried to monetize it. The song, whatever. But the, the, the idea, I don't want to talk about her anymore because like, that's not the point. But, <laughs> but, um, would love to dive into just the idea of like, I think, didn't someone in an FA you know this better than I do? Maybe not. Another YouTuber. Some woman said I looked like him and I got, after I get fucking give her $5 of being nice. And she told me I look like this fucking man. And then I was like, I want my fucking $5 back. The guy that's fucking loser on YouTube, blonde hair, has a brother, wrestle or Logan Paul. Oh, Logan yeah, once Paul. I was fucking told I look like yes, fucking Logan yes. Paul. That woman can, I hope she didn't make the bus back to New York. I, normally I love shitting on you, but uh, that's just, that's an insult. It is an insult. And it was like, I, I was gave her $5 and then she goes, oh, thank you so much. My son who's with me right now just said you look like Logan Paul. I was like, fuck off. <laughs> anyway, that woman needs to apologize. But um, he did something too where he meant he monetized his like an apology. I mean, there is a lot, but there's a, the suicide oh God, forest yeah. in Japan that he went to. And then I know that there's been just a lot of stuff around his like, is it MMA career or UFC or? Well, both of them have. Logan and Jake Paul have always been a little bit controversial. I think they started on Vine and then yeah. made the jump to YouTube when Vine started to shut down. And again, they're like some of the biggest stars on YouTube. It's it's so weird to me that like, I, I don't know, I guess they're in their mid to late 20s now, but their audience is so much younger because their their content is just so fucking juvenile. Um, that's who watches them. But yeah, it, it was that was the big thing is is he went to Okigahara Forest and filmed himself 
standing in front of somebody who hung themselves on a tree. Yes, he showed a yeah. well, I think that's what he, dead body. And he was making jokes about it and was like dressed in a fucking like, I, I don't know. He had some like Pokemon hat on or something. Yeah, he just made, like an idiot. He made a YouTube video apologizing for that. And he made nearly a hundred thousand dollars on that one video mm-hmm. because I mean, he's, they're monetizing all of that stuff. So that's how he was able to monetize just the apology itself, which yeah. is so crazy. Well, and that's, what's so frustrating is like, that's literally just how YouTube works. Where like, I, I think the only YouTube apology that I've seen, like, Actually, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone's like career really get tanked. Well, well, I think there's a lot of beauty yeah, gurus who, that woman, the, the James Charles thing, like with that, the old, or like Laura Lee, <laughs> which I love that one. But it's like no matter what, because of just how YouTube works as a platform, is like they will always benefit off of it. And like, let's be honest, none of us knew that Miranda Sings was even getting a check until all of this came out and so it brings attention yeah. well, and if and if, to it's, these and if it's big enough and it's going to tank them or not tank their career but like affect their career it's a moment for them to make more money while it's relevant while the, the issue is relevant while they're being exactly the relevancy of them being a bad person they're going to make money off of because they don't know when the next time they're gonna make money again potentially but that doesn't happen all the time obviously we've seen it happen which we'll talk about later she didn't refute any of it right like the video so to caveat this, I never watched the full video because there's no fucking way I could get through that whole oh, thing. Oh, I did. It was so fucking cringe. But I She's watched strange. the highlights. She admitted to it. She was just like, oh, it's not bad. It's like, okay, you take it out of context. She's Yeah, she was basically like, yes, those things happened because I, I you really can't deny it, right? But she was basically like, yeah, she literally makes a joke about how she was like a weird aunt who's just like, she was trying to say it like the weird right. aunt who's like trying Younger to connect people. with kids and doesn't know how. I'm sorry. I have two weird aunts and neither <laughs> of them have sent me their underwear. Well, if you're listening, now's your chance. <laughs> if you're one of Andrew's weird aunts. Do not. Do As not. someone who is an aunt, that literally sounds foul. Um, As someone's aunt who's dead, I would like to get her underpants. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a goddamn miracle in this house. Kirk, you are the someone. I mean, I was telling someone yesterday how I feel like my and my my aunt reincarnated, which I need to dig into. But anyway, do you know anything about her? Are you like her? Yes, I do know a lot about her. Okay, your your aunt sure. Kirk is just pod lore oh at this point. She really is. We need to do an episode. <laughs> We need to do an episode. We do an episode of Aunt Kirk. Should we do a seance where we try to contact her? It should be the hellscape of riding horses, because that's all I know. Wait, is that how she died? <laughs> yeah, she fell off a horse, girl. Oh that's why I don't do ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I laugh all the time. Just oh my, my dad would cry. So don't don't laugh. Don't tell him. But anyway, Aunt Kirk fell off a horse. Okay, I'm not talking about this today. Next. So Kevin Spacey was one of my favorite actors. And I think a lot of people's favorite actors. So good. (laughs) He's an incredible actor. He's a fantastic actor. He was highly awarded. He had two Academy Awards all the way to a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He had been in cult classics like The Usual Suspects, Seven, blockbuster movies like American Beauty. And he headlined House of Cards, which was Netflix's first big prestige TV show and the TV show that really put Netflix on the map and streaming on the map as a viable content delivery system. I loved house of cards. I thought it was fantastic. I thought Frank Underwood, his, his character in house of cards was fantastic in 2017 actor, Anthony Rapp, who I don't really know what he's been in or what he's done. He was in Rent. Um, he was in Rent, the original Rent on Broadway, oh, or okay. Rent in oh, movie. Oh yeah, I can see, he, I'll confirm, but yeah, yeah. So he alleged that Kevin Spacey assaulted him in 1986 when Rap was 14 and Spacey was 26, and um, he brought this up in a 2001 interview with The Advocate, but didn't name who the actor was. So this isn't something that he just came out of the woodwork with when um, Kevin Spacey was on house of cards. And also to point out that 
Kevin Spacey was already a huge, huge actor at the turn of the millennium. Like he got his Hollywood Walk of Fame star in 1999. So it it wasn't like he was, you know, on the come up. Like sometimes with these right. allegations, people are like, oh, well, this person's just getting big. And then all of a sudden somebody comes out of the woodwork yeah. and makes an allegation. Like Kevin Spacey was already big. So he he finally named Kevin Spacey and came out at the end of 2017. The decision was made by Netflix to remove Kevin Spacey from the show. They wrote him out of the show. Um, I haven't ever seen the full fourth season because the third season was kind of messy. And then the fourth season, because he left and obviously wasn't a great season. So I don't think a lot of people watched it. And also people just were kind of done with the show because of all the controversy around him. Well, it had a a female lead who's going to watch that. (laughs) I'm agreed, um, uh, but it's Robin Wright, so yeah. I'm kidding. Oh, not the butt. <laughs> yeah, like girl. <laughs> um, but this was an, well, this is an example. I don't even think about this, but these, but the one we already talked about, and now him are using other characters <laughs> in both what they do, how they act out, and then also how they're apologizing, which is interesting. But after you think about this, it's not as shocking. Like me hearing the story about him, but he he masked the apology with like I think the he tweeted stuff too. I think it wasn't just this video, but he said stuff around. Like he blamed it on being like closeted. What? Well, so the first thing he did is the day the allegations came out in October 2017, he made an official apology. Yeah. And he said, I have had relationships with both men and women. So he was coming out as gay. Uh, he said, I lo- have loved and had romantic encounters with men throughout my life. And I choose now to live as a gay man. So he's like using it as an opportunity to be like, I'm gay. Everyone, gay people accept me. Mm-hmm. It was basically this non-apology where he didn't deny that he had had some kind of contact with Anthony Rapp. And by the way, he was also accused by a number of other people, another of other young men or or men who were young at the time that they alleged that he was he touched them or assaulted them in one way or another. Um so he he basically is coming out and is like, oh well, like I was in the closet and and now I'm gay. Accept me, you know. I'm I'm and and kind of trying to excuse it by saying that like, oh maybe I was like confused or didn't know how to act or whatever. Like I think that's what he wanted people to read between the lines. But a lot of people obviously were very upset with this quote unquote apology. So this is the first thing he put out. So he knew this was coming obviously, cause he put it out on the same day, but the fact that he tried to obfuscate these allegations by coming out as gay, like no queer person yeah. in America or around the world believe this for a second. I mean, sure he, he might be gay or bisexual or whatever. Like nobody's doubting that, but like the fact that he would come out like this is like, it's obviously meant as a deflection. Yeah. And he also mentioned in it that he was drunk. At the time, he was like, "I was drunk at the time." Yes, it's, and again, yes. if that matters, it doesn't matter. Like, honestly, like, it kind of like yeah. I know we'll talk about this, talk about this in a bit, but like it kind of did. I mean, it really tarnished his career. I haven't. He's been in literally nothing since then. He has done. He is completely. I mean, he has the privilege to hide away because he's already first off a lot older. His career it was on a, in a different type of mountain at that point, but. Um, he has had so many peaks in his career that he had so much money and he was, you know I mean? So he's able to kind of like, it's not really like getting canceled, but it's like this idea that he really kind of hasn't been as prominent since then. This is an example of where it did tarnish you. He's done a movie as recently as 2022. I'm sure he's done stuff, but I'm saying he's not like, he was massive. He has tried to come back, but I would say it's one of the people that if cancellation is a thing, he has been pretty much canceled by the mainstream. It kind of reminds me of like Matt Lauer, like Matt Lauer from it's the same kind. Like yeah. it's that, that yeah. age of man where they're like, I don't like they could probably do some things still, but like no one's really checking for it. I mean, it got to the point where a month after these allegations came out, he was in a movie that Ridley Scott had directed. And I get like Ridley Scott, one of the top directors. I'm sure they filmed it, but they filmed mm-hmm. it though before they filmed the whole thing. He decided to recast and reshoot yep. everything and remove Kevin Spacey from the film. Which is why no one should have given a single dime to that stupid movie, The Fucking Flash, because they easily could have recast Ezra Miller, who is a giant fucking piece of shit. That's a whole other episode. Yeah, we're not going to get into it. But that is to say, I think there's two sides to every coin. To your point, Kevin Spacey, he's 63 now, which means that like in Hollywood, 
he maybe had. Well, I don't know. He could. He could have. I think it, he was peaking. He was doing so well though, that he could have kept going. I don't know. Yeah. I think he was on track to be somebody like yeah. Christopher Plummer oh, or Ian McClellan, who's just like he's just going to age into older roles and like he was Hollywood royalty. And and then of course it comes out as always that this is kind of like an open secret in Hollywood. People kind of knew that something was kind of stinky, but he was one of the top actors in Hollywood, like a household name. So after this, he got very quickly and decisively canceled, which was good. Like he he fully deserved that. And he went quiet for a little bit. But then he came back in December of 2018. In fact, Christmas Eve. And he released this video called Let Me Be Frank, where he played his character, Frank Underwood, from House of Cards. Mind you, he had been written off the show killed off the show in this YouTube video that he had put out. I know what you want. Oh, sure, they may have tried to separate us, but what we have is too strong. It's too powerful. I mean, after all, we shared everything, you and I. I told you my deepest, darkest secrets. So we're not done, no matter what anyone says. And besides, I know what you want. You want me back. Of course, some believed everything and had just been waiting with bated breath to hear me confess it all. They're just dying to have me declare that everything said is true and that I got what I deserved. But you wouldn't believe the worst without evidence, would you? You wouldn't rush to judgments without facts, would you? If I didn't pay the price for the things we both know I did do, I'm certainly not going to pay the price for the things I didn't do. Miss me? No. No. Legally, was he allowed to do that? Like, was he allowed to use the character? He's not saying it's him, but like... I was so, like, confused by this when this came out because it was professionally shot. There's, like, some sound design to it. So people were like, wait, like, is this an announcement that he's coming back to the Netflix show? Like, what the fuck is this? And I guess... I don't know. I don't think he faced any legal ramifications from it. It's still on YouTube four years later. It's got 13 million views. It's such a weird video. It's very like suggestive. Like it's not like, I mean, he's using the word Frank, obviously the name of the character. He's obviously playing himself a character, the the character, but he doesn't really say like, I'm Frank Underwood or I'm house in house of cards or I'm, the president. Yeah, but yeah. he's speaking as Frank. Like, you yeah, know, but I don't think I that- think there's a creative there's a way to, I think there was a way around it. Well, yeah, you you know who he is. Yeah. And you know what he's saying. So he's he's saying like, oh, they try they tried to get rid of me, but I know you really want me. And they're saying that I did horrible things, but you're too smart to know that's true, right? It's just so creepy and so weird, especially in the context of the House of Cards show. Yeah, Frank Underwood is it's a, such a I was horrible shit. Person, I'm not gonna lie. Like the first season when he's with the the redhead that dies, like hot. Way to ruin that. Oh, oh okay. yeah, spoiler. If you haven't watched House of Cards <laughs> and you're gonna watch it after the man was canceled, that's on you. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you just said you were gonna I already watch watched it. I watched all of it with him in it I can, I'm gonna watch it with not him in it <laughs> also that's Kate Mara Put oh my god iconic show The Teacher also about remember that came oh. out during COVID I love yes. I was I like oh was god. weirdly into that show which is the problem but anyway um, I'm gonna move on from that <laughs> Well, I think there's certain similarities here between this video that Kevin Spacey put out and the video that Colleen Ballinger put out where they're both kind of they're they're not denying the allegations. They're making this video that any PR person or lawyer would say, do not fucking do this. This is going to make things so much worse for you. And they're both saying like to their viewer, like oh, you know that this isn't really that bad, right? And in fact, right. you kind of right. want me back, That's exactly right? what it is. Yes. You, you like it's pandering me to the and, fandom. Exactly. And like, you know that I'm good at what I do and like both of them are good at what they do. It's, it's sort of like a level of hubris yeah. and a yeah. level of ego and just not having the self-awareness to look at a situation and realize like, oh, my goose is cooked at this point. Like mm-hmm. I should just shut the fuck up and go away. Exactly. Which some people do. I mean, as somebody that, 
kind of went through this with somebody that I worked for. Like you just, I, my suggestion was you just, and was not on this level, they didn't do anything crazy, but like, you know, moments where people disagree with you, like you just kind of like, if you let it simmer for a little bit, like, I don't know, you can, there's, there's ways to sometimes get sympathy back or like, you know, can you, can you handle this the right way, accept allegation and move? Um, but when it comes to assault, it's a little bit different, I feel, which both of these kind of fall on that count. Or like children, and yeah. not she didn't assault anyone, but children and sexualization and then like assault is, a little, I think, a little bit different than a lot of other things. Yeah, it gets to a new level. But it's almost even more hubris to them be like, I'm going to deny the allegations. Like not even deny them, but then be like, you still want me here and not even acknowledge them. It's, it's all very. But it, I think one of the interesting things that we, we should talk about is the idea of social media and apologies and in the celebrity world and like what Mm -hmm. like when before there was social media you couldn't really control your own narrative like you had your team and your team would control the narrative in the media but now you literally have the the possibility to control and then to speak directly to your people that want to still talk to you um so it's an interesting way of i feel like it forces you almost to apologize or to do something of the sorts because Mm -hmm. everyone has the outlet to directly on their social um whether that's the notes app which we famously see all the time or a video like this um I think social media has completely changed the expectation when someone, when someone does something, there's an expectation for everyone to wait for them to react, to acknowledge what's been, what they've been accused of doing. Right. It's like a always leads to B. And I think when it doesn't, I can't even think of a time when a celebrity didn't. Or you just address it to some degree, especially the bigger accusations like these, like you have to, or the flip side, people address too much when they are like, well, maybe this, let this one go away because it's really not that like, sometimes it comes out to be like, not that big of a deal yeah. or, or it wasn't exactly let what it, it was. And then either you get defensive and then you look like an asshole and maybe you were right. Or, you know, just the quickness of the social and people having the ability to speak. I think that in like overall, I think it's actually a good thing. So in a way it's, it's really stupid and horrible. Like that these people have their own platform and they can just go on and say whatever they want. But in a way I think it's good because think of all of the, the celebrities and Hollywood people, music stars that got away with so much in the seventies, eighties, nineties, because the, the speed of news was so much slower. Mm -hmm. Um, There maybe were rumors, but they didn't reach the people like actually watching the film. Like, People in Hollywood knew for a long time that Harvey Weinstein was an absolute monster. Mm -hmm. And sometimes stuff would kind of like bubble up in like, you know, industry magazines and and news outlets. But like your average person watching that is not going to know. And when they go see Lord of the Rings and Harvey and Bob Weinstein's names come up as the producers, like they have no idea and they're not thinking about that because that narrative could be so tightly controlled by PR teams, by lawyers. And if it was somebody more famous, um, you know, that would got into the news, like they're speaking through a lawyer or a PR person that can put a spin on it. And I categorically deny the allegations and blah, 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 blah. And then it's more like a, he said, she said, and you really don't know it, in a way. It's good that people like Colleen or Kevin Spacey, like they can make these videos and then everybody sees how fucking insane it is. Like yes. I have not heard a single person back up or defend yeah. either one of them people were so blown away by the kevin spacey video like what the oh, fuck it was is this? For an Emmy. <laughs> it's one of those things to me where it's always fascinating to see because i think there are differences like there's layers i think that if you are a celebrity of a certain caliber you have to apologize like for Someone like a Beyonce, I think to some extent she has her fandom that'll hold on. But I think to another extent, it is like the whole world looks at you and you represent your genre. Whereas I think that when you look at some of these kind of like smaller celebrities, and I think now it's also a lot easier to be a celebrity to someone, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that when... Like for us, like realistically, I say I would never apologize. Like realistically, if I do something and I don't apologize and own up to it, if a hundred people stop following me, that's like what, 10%? Like that's a huge loss. Whereas I think for some other celebrities like Miranda Sings. Not you other celebrities. Are you a celebrity? 
I know, right? <laughs> I joke, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But I think for, you know, a celebrity like Miranda Sings or Kevin Spacey, they have, I think there's delusion in there where Kevin Spacey looks like the type of guy who's never had to apologize for anything a damn day in his life. So he doesn't know how to like every other gay man period. And in Colleen Ballinger's head, it's like, I, my fans love me more than they have morals. And so I know that they would never leave me. Well, they want her underwear. So she's aware that they love her. I mean, I, I will say like, could you imagine like my mom opened my mail when I was younger and who was sending you mail? You know, all of that is true. And, and overall, it's a good thing that these people are apologizing on social media because you can see how fucking stupid and insane they are. But on the flip side, there are moments where people have apologized. I think like Logan Paul, where he's able to apologize and play it off in his video enough to his fan base that they forgive him. So there is a, a bit of a dark side to this as well. And I just I just want to acknowledge that. Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, and that's also, you know, the base that he's built, too. Yes. I think we all know that one of my favorite performers is like the king of the Notes app apology, <laughs> and that is... Mr. Justin Randall. Randall? Timberlake. Girl, he better apologize for that. I think that. it's Randall. Randall? I, it, yeah, I, I know it's something like not hot. Also, I'm going to say something that like might be a little bit, I don't think it's problematic, but I'm going to say it. So I apologize it for next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, a lot of my black female friends also love Justin Timberlake. And I always find it as we've gotten a little bit older, funny as you've learned about like how, like I feel like the culture itself is like, okay, he kind of steals what well, he's stolen from it and, or not stolen benefited from it. But then like all my black people friends still love Justin Timberlake. So it's just like me. Yeah. Like all, and I, I actually don't hate, I, for what we're going to talk about, I have issues with Justin Timberlake, but like on paper, I don't really think he's horrific. And by the way, his middle name anyway. is Randall. Okay. Yeah. I know Jump my in. man's, um, yeah, I think, you know, <laughs> to your point, my mom specifically said that she thought that Justin Timberlake and Bill Clinton were ha like were secretly black. And I love putting what those two in a category together. That's insane. Girl, that ain't ain't insane. No That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I need to go. Um, uh, follow for more dad jokes. Uh, or not. Um, but... <laughs> I will say my personal stance is the list of white male celebrities who have not benefited off of mm -hmm. society vilifying women and uplifting men like that. The list of ones who didn't is about an eighth of the size of the people who did. So I, I don't think that like that is one point that. I would just like to put out on the internet and y'all bitches can come after me, but you know what? You better come fucking correct anyway. Um, but that is to say that I think in my opinion, there's a point where you have to say, like, I think he was forced into that apology. Can you explain the apology? You didn't explain anything. Yet. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Sorry. Like the situation at large. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So basically, as a lot of people know, that there is that um, Britney Spears documentary that came out in 2021, Probably. was it? Yeah. There's a couple yeah. that came out, actually. And so one of the, the big points in that documentary is they talk about um, kind of the, the Justin Britney breakup and all that came out of it. And really what ended up happening was in the breakup, Brittany and Justin, who were this crazy it couple, throughout the breakup, there starts to become this narrative from Justin of, oh, you know, Brittany, who at the time, who earlier in career was like one of those I'm saving myself for marriage type of girls. And that was kind of a big part of her image until it wasn't, which is totally fucking normal. I also was going to save myself for marriage and I didn't. But, you know, if you look at some of the radio interview shows, like at first he's kind of tongue in cheek about it and then he's a lot less tongue in cheek about it. And then cry me a river drops. It is his second um, single in his studio album, Justified. Like I Love You kind of didn't do that well. But Cry Me a River is this like song that overperforms and in the video 
There's this woman who is a Britney Spears lookalike, and it's implied that she's cheated. And then again, you have all these interviews where he's talking about how they had sex together. And he's like going into not explicit details, but it's a lot of, you know what he's talking about. And then kind of fast forward to, oh my God, was it 2008? Janet, the Super Bowl? No, it's like, oh, three. It's like only a year or two later. Yeah, it's early 2000s. I was, yeah, oh my God, that is so weird. Time is weird. Um, there's a Super Bowl perf- halftime performance where Justin Timberlake rips off um, a piece of Janet Jackson's outfit, her nipples exposed, and it's the same thing where Justin Timberlake goes on to have a pretty stable career. He's done movies, he's done a lot since, and Janet Jackson, A, isn't even allowed to perform at their Super Bowl, yeah. whereas in 2018, Justin Timberlake was given was the headlining performer for the Super Bowl. Um, and so we have these two instances where it's two women who, you know, were equally complicit in a situation, and on the other side, Justin Timberlake comes out on top. In Janet's situation, it was like a like a banning again from one of the biggest platforms, then also like her career kind of just like nothing. It it just kind of was what it has always been since then. It didn't where he he benefited on his solo career, and then Britney, I would argue, the psychological damage that she's suffered, which is goes beyond this, kind of started around that time. So it's like her personal was she was personally damaged by this on a pub, largely public scale, where mm-hmm. Janet was too and humiliated, but then also like her career was never to be what it could have been, I guess. I, th- I think she was getting much bigger at that point yes, and would have gone on to on be rise. a huge, I mean, I personally, I think and it, that she would have gotten to the point of being a Beyonce or Taylor Swift because that's where her career was headed. That's where she yeah. was being positioned by the music industry. I remember that very distinctly as a kid because we would watch the Super Bowl every year um, at my grandparents' house and I saw that live and the narrative that I heard from my family, it was all about Janet yeah. Jackson. It was her fault, Justin even though it was Timberlake. his hand. Why his would hand, she do girl. this? That is where I've kind of always come to issue with people saying, oh, Justin Timberlake's canceled after this documentary comes out is what about the rest of the it. world who yeah. wasn't yeah. having this conversation? Like we also weren't holding the right people accountable. Um, and so I do think that to your point earlier, sometimes we do push celebrities into an apology that I'm not saying that the apology was not warranted, but I am saying that you can't sit on your high horse asking to hold someone responsible for something that they did 20 years ago. And, and I think we have to look at the context. I think what Kevin Spacey did was awful. And at every single point, he was making decisions to hurt someone else's life. Whereas I think when you have things where, you know, they were ignorant to the privilege that they had, they were ignorant to the stance that they have in society. It's it's harder for me to say this is the apology that I need. This is the apology that's going to fix something. First of all, I don't need a public apology. I'm not Janet Jackson and I'm not Britney Spears. But I do think that at that point, that apology doesn't shift any conversation. And so Justin Timberlake apologizing for something he did X many years ago should not have swayed your opinion on Justin Timberlake, in my opinion. But it should, and it hopefully, I mean, it actually was a great apology, not going to lie, but I still think it was kind of lame that it took him to be forced out from a documentary. Yes. What he said was great. He, he, he addressed Brittany and Janet by name. He also then had to give another apology a few years later about uh, sleeping with his wife. But um, <laughs> he, he, I think, did it the right way, but it's like, it shouldn't have taken that long, I guess is what I'm saying. But it happens. It also, like, for me, I guess the thing with celebrity apologies is, is like, I feel like there needs to be some kind of consequence or they need to do some kind of reparation to repair the damage they've done. For for instance, Louis C.K. Like, I feel you love like Louis C.K. his apology. <laughs> the no, way Andrew brings up Louis C.K. every Louis episode C. is insane. Well, I, I think I think it's just a great <laughs> it's a great example of this because he he was he was kind of canceled just like Kevin Spacey where his show was ended he had a couple other projects that were all canceled by the studios and producers that he was working with and he went away for probably not long enough 
And then he came back and started doing stand-up again. It's it's really hard to say whether an apology is genuine or not. That's part of the problem with apologies in general. It's kind of like <laughs> a catch-22. But, you know, his was a good apology and he went away for a while. I've stopped watching his stand-up. I've stopped following him as, as a comedian. What I think would have made it better is if he had shown some kind of effort to help the young female comedians that he harmed mm-hmm. break into the industry because he at the time was comedian yeah. royalty. He was yes. at the cusp and the peak of this renaissance of stand-up comedy in America. And even now he is still a prominent figure and he could do work behind the scenes to promote those people. And and same with Justin Timberlake, like maybe his apology was really well worded and really thoughtful, but what is he doing for Janet yeah. Jackson and Britney Spears now mm-hmm. to help them with their career? Because he's still a megastar. I don't think we, I don't think he's anything for Britney to be, I mean, whatever, I don't think there's much to do for her, but for Janet, there's like a, why not like, or as much as he can do, but like, what if he like was like, I'm going to go to the NFL committee or whoever is in charge of that situation and be like, I'm going to start, I'm going to start yeah, an advocate. advocate. I'm not saying he can go and just make that happen, but start something publicly be like, we need to get Janet Jackson on the Super Bowl. Like, how cool would that be? Like, that would be like, or produce an album. Well, like, it doesn't even have music. to be yeah, that yeah, publicly visible. But like, I just visible. think like the, the reparation in that would be something like that. But anyway, white men, just shut up. Period. <laughs> Andrew. I don't, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's let the podcast get big and then I'll do my apology. Love tour. that. Love that. Yeah. If I ever have to apologize, I'm going full Laura Lee YouTuber. I'm doing like a drag performance to Sorry by Beyonce in black, in blackface, in, in blackface. <laughs> My Honestly, sorry for whatever for whatever I did inclusive. in the first place. My reaction will be I will be in blackface. <laughs> I hate myself. And I'm gonna perform sorry, not sorry, dress like an alien. Oh <laughs> I just got that. I do think that sometimes people need to be fucking for real with themselves and say, like, what truly is my my options and what is going to undo the harm that I've done. In my opinion. You can apologize to me until you are blue in the fucking face. But if there is no action that comes after that, an apology, then to me, it is not an apology. That is why I think a lot of the celebrities that we covered today, I think some of them apologized in a way that fit what they did. And I think the other ones were kind of like, listen, if I really own up to this shit and if I say, yes, I did it. Yes, I'm a bad person. I will never get past that. And so it's kind of like a coyote stuck in a trap. I'm not one for cancel culture. I think people can apologize and you can move on and they can still have success. But it depends what it is. And I think it depends upon the apology. To that point, I would love to bring up one final person before we depart. And that is the Paul's Me Mag because he wanted to do this. But um, we brought this man up in a few podcasts ago who Erica and Andrew didn't really know, but um, he is like the number one country artist slash artist on like the globe right now. He's constantly the number one Hot 100 with this song that I still don't know the fucking name of. And I'm always on Twitter and the gays are always like, who is this guy who's ahead of Taylor Swift? We don't even fucking know his name or Olivia Rodrigo or Britney Spears, whatever. <laughs> but um, not Britney Spears, nobody's on Hot 100. But um, basically... I think this is a good example of somebody who did something shitty has shown he's a shitty person. And then like, not, I don't think that Morgan Wallen can't still put out music. He's allowed to do everyone's. He didn't kill anybody. He didn't assault anybody. He said the N word. It's wrong. But plenty of country musicians to Erica's point have done that. I think the crazy thing is this man did this. It was so publicly on video. His apology was so fucking stupid. He can't control how people, you know, react to him, but like, he's been so wildly accepted since is what's disturbing to me. Like he's caught, he's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger since this instance and not saying he needs to like pull the plug on his own career because uh, he's apologized he's, he claims he? he's not racist he claims he doesn't believe in these things he claims he doesn't say these words i'm sure he does this is more of an issue of like like i'm not asking to cancel anybody because i don't believe in cancel culture in that way but the acceptance of this is so wild to me of somebody who has shown his colors the acceptance on a global scale is crazy girl it's because he's a country star to prove how popular this guy is uh, I did not look him up before this episode for preparation at all. And I don't listen to country music and I've never thought about this man in my life. I typed in Morgan into Google and Wallen 
was the first result. Yeah, he's huge. It is. He's just a gross, shitty person. But I think it's it shows more of our society at whole. And it's not even just the country. Like he's crossed over, and country music rarely crosses over into other territory. It's he's on like the global uh, Hot 100 every week now too. And he's like the long, he's breaking records of black artists, which just pisses me off. <laughs> after doing what he said, but I just think it's it's sometimes guys a good song, which it probably isn't even. Doesn't need to be supported in such a way. I mean, but. my thing is, it's country. Like, the people who listen to country are also saying the N-word. I know it's country, but it's the number one song, period. Like, it's not just country, is my point. Let me tell you about white people. I know they, they don't, don't care. care. Like, y'all talk out of your necks left and right. Why would you hold someone else yeah. accountable for saying it's some shit that you've probably said in the past, too? Like, that's like me saying, like, oh, yeah, like, I don't like so-and-so because they said they don't like white people like i say i don't like white people all the time i cannot be a hypocrite and so you know what also i just looked up what morgan wallen looks like and i was telling andrew about the he looks like someone that says the n-word and the f-word he reminds me of in kirk andrew and i were talking about this before he got here the worst type of man ever and that is a man who loves to give head but is really bad at so a gay, it. A gay like man. that. Gay. <laughs> to me, he looks like a he sentient, sucks. jacked up Dodge pickup. <laughs> yes, that is literally what he is. But he apologized apparently. But and this is the thing: like, if there's a video of somebody from like 15 years ago saying the N word, wildly different. And I will say this, and I'm sure maybe I'll cancel for this. No, I think that's so real. <laughs> no, wildly different than this video of him when he was like popular and 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 caught on tape yes. like TMZ saying it. Like it's like Justin Timber, Justin yes. like Justin Bieber. There's videos of him. He was like 13, 14, whatever. That was like, but not saying it's right. But like I know I was saying the N word probably at 13, 14 years old in certain instances. Like, and if they fucking find it, then you know, yeah, you're I a hope dumb shithead. No, like yeah you shouldn't be canceled for that but but morgan wallen like in the video like he's currently a star it was it was it was like three years ago and it's tmz anyway that's that on that that's a wrap on apologies and next week our episode will be us apologizing no it won't we will not apologize for any of this shit okay so that was another episode of hellscape carousel i'm kirk and i'm erica and i'm andrew conclusions can be so deceiving Thank you for listening to Hellscape Carousel. If you like what you heard, leave a five-star review, subscribe, and follow us on social media. Stay tuned for more episodes. 